You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. It is Locked On LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked On LSU podcast, where today we're brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the world, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Save $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Comings and goings on the LSU defensive line, high praise for the 2020 defense from Ed Ogeron. But I wanted to begin with something that became sort of major national news around college football because of what Ed Ogeron said as it pertains to COVID and COVID tests uh, during his Tuesday press conference. And that's why I told the team we need everybody. There's no telling what's going to happen with the COVID. I think that uh, we've got a good handle of it, but once a kid gets it, the next man got to go up. And, you know, uh, Mickey comes tell me, Jack comes tell me, this, this person tested positive, this person's going to be quarantined. They give me the number of days, and we've got to make adjustments. Look, two weeks ago, we had everybody on our offensive line except two or three guys were out. Uh, we couldn't go any team. Uh, we adjusted very well, and we've got to make adjustments. But I think most of, uh, not all of our players, but most of our players have caught it. So I think that uh, hopefully they don't catch it again, and hopefully they're not for games, you know. So Ed Ogeron saying most of his players have caught it, have had COVID, sent the national media, the chicken littles, into a full-on frenzy and a tizzy because – how in the world could you possibly be allowing all of these players to get COVID-19? So on my radio show on Tuesday, I blew an absolute gasket. I would recommend anybody go watch the open to the show at the 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge YouTube channel or on demand at 104.5 ESPN.com if you go to After Further Review. I'm not going to ratchet things up to the intensity level that I did on my radio show here. But what I will say is a couple of things that are very notable. Number one, I feel like the national media has been either embarrassingly lazy or negligent in the manner in which they're doing their job because it is so clear that people have an agenda as it pertains to COVID. I'm not a political person. Don't think I'm walking down that path. But people dug in their heels early on whatever side of the COVID line they fell and they want any shred of evidence that supports their feeling on it. The bottom line is, what we know is that the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, has recommended for any person, not for college football, for any person, that if you contract COVID-19, you need not test again for 90 days after you contracted COVID. So what that means for college football programs and really all sports is, if you have a player get COVID, then they're going to be good for the next 90 days, which means you're going to have a season. That's something that Ed Ogeron here talked about, sort of hinted at. Uh, it's been a process, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to say all of them, but, you know, some players have caught it, and uh, I'm, I don't know the percentage, but uh, yeah, hopefully that once you catch it, you don't get it again. Now, I'm not a doctor, you know what I'm saying? I think they got that 90-day window, so uh, most of the players that have caught it, uh, we feel that they're going to be eligible for games. So we we look at the players that have caught it, and we say, okay, this guy should be eligible for game. We look at the players that haven't caught it. 
We talked to them about being very, very careful, so they're eligible for games. But we know that the players that haven't caught it, we have to have some backups in their position ready in case they catch it. Uh, so we, we, we're looking at our roster in, in that manner. So you heard Ed Ogeron refer to the 90 days there. That's the point. That's why anyone who thinks during the season we're going to have these swaths of college football players inactive because of COVID, it's not reality. Did you see Texas Tech? They announced that 75% of their roster has already had COVID-19. We, we want coaches to be upfront and to be honest, and when they are, they get lambasted. The bottom line is every coach, every administrator, every athletic administrator can put in whatever protocols they want at their facilities to keep players safe. But the bottom line is there is no way to stop the spread of a virus. That is the nature of virality. If something starts going viral on the Internet, think of it in those terms, you can't stop it from going viral. It just has to run its course. It's like when you were five years old, you'd go to the doctor, you'd have a cold, and the doctor would say, well, it's just got to run its course. That's the nature of COVID-19. I'm oversimplifying it, but essentially there's no way to stop everyone from getting it short of literally you know, staying in your home and never leaving so you have no exposure. But if you're going to live your life, you may not contract COVID at football ops because LSU has gone to amazing lengths to test and protect everybody. But as soon as students went back into the student population, it was inevitable. Listen, just do some basic math. The University of Florida announced last week that in the entire month of August, they tested 298 times, 298 total tests. If you've got more than 100 football players that you're testing three days a week, that's 1,200 tests over the course of the month. They only tested 298 times in in August. Why? Because the majority of their players have already had it, and they don't have to test again. This it's not a it's not a dirty little secret. It's not that coaches or athletic departments are trying to hide any of this. It's just the fact that. It's an understanding of how it's going to be perceived by many in the national media, as we're seeing with Ed Ogeron's comments. The bottom line is you can you can go to the end of the earth trying to sanitize your building, but if you're going to send your football players to class, to dining halls, to dorm rooms, to the grocery store, they're going to be exposed in the same way you and I are exposed. And yes, it's better just to get through it because what we know about COVID-19 is if you're 18 to 22 years old, you're healthy, you don't have pre-existing conditions, you're going to be fine with COVID, as are the overwhelming majority of people walking the face of planet Earth. So criticizing Ed Ogeron for this is patently absurd because it was an inevitability that all of these players were going to catch COVID-19. It's exactly why the SEC had the foresight to say, let's start our season September 26th, which gives us a month, four to six weeks with student athletes on campus with the general student population. So we can see when this inevitable spike comes, we can get through that and then start the season without interruption. And that's what's going to happen in the SEC and the rest of college football. So don't criticize Ed Ogeron for being honest. It's about time that we actually started having this very open conversation so the Chicken Littles can realize how absurd their argument is. Let's go on living our lives, taking the necessary precautions that you can. If you don't feel well, stay home. All the things that we've been told, wash your hands, limit all of that exposure, but understand stopping exposure is literally impossible. So, 
get it, get through it, and go about living your life. And I think that's what LSU and, and the majority of college football here is trying to do. All right, uh, it is the Locked in LSU podcast. We're brought to you by Built Bar, builtbar.com. Amazing protein bars. I eat protein bars every day and have for years for whatever purpose you may need. If it's a meal replacement, maybe you eat one for breakfast to get that protein in the morning. Uh, maybe you just struggle to get protein in your diet. This is a great, tasty way to do that. Maybe you want protein post-workout. Maybe you need a mid-morning or you know late afternoon snack builtbar.com check out the website use the promo code locked on save ten dollars off your next order they're gluten-free protein bars they have some with and some without nuts they're very clearly labeled you can build your own box you can mix and match or you can get a full box of one flavor my personal favorite is the orange my wife loves the raspberry i have a built bar in my desk right now upstairs and whenever i have my mid-morning snack it's going to be a built bar BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. Use the promo code Locked On and save $10 off your next order. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ed Ogeron has confirmed what Neil Farrell confirmed yesterday, which is that the senior defensive lineman is returning to LSU. Uh, Ed Ogeron was both a guest on OTB this morning and also... Uh, may, had his weekly Tuesday Zoom press meeting, which he's doing right now during COVID. But here was uh, Coach O on with Jordy and T-Bob talking about Neil Farrell's return. Obviously, Neil's part of our family, a great young man. Uh, he had made a decision, a family decision to go home, which we honored. But uh, he thought that it, uh, everything was taken care of and he could come back. We welcomed him back. Uh, obviously, he's going to have to do some work to get in a little better shape than he is. Uh, right now, but I think that he can add some depth to our interior defensive line, which we need. Okay, so the, there was also a question on the Zoom today. Considering, look, Neil Farrell opted out on August the 8th. You're inside of two weeks from your season opener. Is it realistic to think Neil Farrell's going to be in shape and ready to go when Mississippi State comes in a week from Saturday? I don't know that. I don't know that. He's got to earn his way back. You know, there, there are some guys that have been busting their tail. And uh, he's going to have to start uh, at the bottom of the depth chart, work his way up, and let's see what happens. So Ed mentioned guy, he's going to have to work his way up the depth chart. Uh, here was Ed Odron elaborating a bit more on the defensive line depth chart because we're going to delve in deeper because there's a few more personnel shifts that have happened today. Glenn Logan has been stellar. Uh, he, you know, Glenn's a senior for us, been here for a while, knows what to do, has played very well. Apu Aika has made tremendous improvement. Uh, he's in good shape. Apu's down to about 340 right now. Uh, but Joe is coming along. Joe's electric, comes out of his hips, makes some plays. Jacqueline Roy's making making some uh, progress there. I think Jacqueline is going to be an outstanding defensive line for us. And then added Neil Farrell there to already with Jacob and Gilly, Eric Taylor, and Sonny Fanu. we got a lot of players, but we're going to need every one of them. Okay. 
to put this into perspective, Ed did mention a lot of guys there. He mentioned Logan, Ika, Evans, Roy, Guillory, Taylor, Fanu. That's seven. Then you add Neil Farrell, that's eight. So eight interior players. Let me put this into perspective. Glenn Logan, and by the way, I am excited to see if Glenn Logan can stay healthy this year because a year ago at this time, if you remember, Ed Ogeron named Glenn Logan a starter. And that caught a lot of people off guard because you knew Tyler Shelvin was going to be your starting nose tackle and you knew Rashard Lawrence was going to be one end. We all assumed that Braden Fajoko was going to be the other. Well, Glenn Logan started the season at the end opposite Rashard Lawrence. And Ed raved about Glenn Logan last year at this time. Then Glenn got injured in that Texas game. He was one of the handful of players that got injured in the Texas game and just struggled to, to fight his way back and ended up playing more of a limited role throughout the course of the season. But I think Glenn Logan can be a really good player. But we've talked about this. Logan Ica combined last year for fewer tackles than Neil Farrell. Joe Evans was playing offensive line a week ago. Jaquil and Roy, Jacoby and Guillory and Eric Taylor are all freshmen. And Sony Fondu has never taken a snap at the Division I level. So Neil Farrell, by a landslide, is your most experienced and accomplished defensive lineman. So you can say he needs to work his way back up. And maybe there's some validity to that, that he has to work his way back into shape. But there's no question, 92's back, you're going to have him on the field. You can say we got to make him earn it so you're not discouraging the other guys, but he's going to earn it. Now, the other part is with Farrell coming back, we also learned today that they lost another defensive lineman. Nine, Brain, if you could. This was Ed Ogeron uh, talking about Nelson Jenkins as the report today, Tuesday, from Go 24-7 was that Nelson Jenkins had opted out, which Ed Ogeron confirmed. Yeah, I believe I think it has to do with school. You know, Obviously, if they opted out and coming back to school and getting back into school, I think that, that's the biggest deal right there. Whether it can be a full-time student or not, I think that, that would... Uh, Present a deadline. Uh, with Nelson Dinkins, uh, as far as I know, he told us he was opting out. Uh, he's not with the football team right now. And uh, that's all I know. I haven't had contact with Nelson in at least two weeks. Okay, so Nelson Jake has been out for two weeks. The, er, the beginning of that answer was it was a question I asked, and Ed was, was talking about the deadlines for opting out. So apparently it corresponds with, with the school semester. Anyway, it, you know, if they could be a full-time student still. Um, Nelson Jenkins, remember, is a guy that signed in 2018 was a top 30 defensive lineman in the country out of Plaquemine. He played in one game as a freshman in 2018 against Rice, had one tackle. Didn't play a snap last year. So it's one of those guys that we talk about often where if you get, if you're at a place like LSU and you get into year three and you haven't cracked the rotation, chances are it won't happen. There are exceptions. Lloyd Cushenberry started for the Denver Broncos last night. He was a guy that waited until his fourth year to play at LSU, started for two years, was awesome, became a uh, third-round draft pick, a fourth-round draft pick of the Broncos, and started the first game of his NFL career. That happens. Garrett Brumfield waited his turn until he was a fifth-year senior, got his chance to play. Awesome. Um, that's also an exception. Nelson Jenkins signs with LSU, only plays one game as a freshman. Then a year ago, doesn't play when guys like Apuaika come behind him as a true freshman and do play. And now he's behind a sophomore in Ica, two freshmen in Guillory and Roy, and Joe Evans, who's only been playing defensive line for a week after spending the last year at offensive line. So Jenkins is a guy who had obviously been knocked far down the depth chart and wasn't really going to, to be an impact guy. But like we talk about, it's a body. And whenever you really get thin on bodies, you need... It's, it's why... 
rosters have 85, man. It's why those limits are what they are because you got to have depth because injuries happen and opt-outs happen and transfers happen and you need bodies. And so that's where that may hurt. But if you ask me today, would I trade Nelson Jenkins for Neil Farrell? I mean, in a heartbeat, 100 times out of 100. Your most experienced defensive lineman for a guy who hadn't played one game in two years? That's, that's an easy trade if it has to go that way. Now, there have also been whispers about Tyler Shelvin and Ed Ogeron 5, Brain, please. Uh, Ed Ogeron did address this today with, uh, with the rumors about Tyler Shelvin potentially opting back in. You know, we hear rumblings. Uh, uh, his family has called me, and I know people are talking to him. I have not spoken to Tyler. I think some of his teammates are talking to him. But there's not been a decision yet. He hasn't. The only time to make a decision is to call me. And uh, we take him back, obviously, and we want him back. Uh, I don't know where he's at in his mind. Uh, if he doesn't want to come back, obviously, uh, we wish him the best. If he wants to come back, like any member of our family, we'll take him back. It's obvious if that guy wants to come back and play, you take him. A potential first-round talent, despite the fact that he's had his issues, and Ed Ogeron loves Tyler Shelvin. I mean, there's no question about that. He's talked about it a lot. He recruited him as a defensive line coach and wants him part of this program and really could use a dominant force like that in the middle. But I also think it's misleading to... You can pl- pl- pluck out any part of that quote from Ed Ogeron and slap it as the headline, like Shelvin's family's reached out to Ogeron. And that is part of, part of the answer. But Ed Ogeron also said he's not had any conversation with Tyler. And ultimately, Tyler would have to come back to Ed Ogeron to get back on the team, and he hasn't done that. And Ed's had no contact with him. And the, the conversations that I've had, like we talked about on Monday, the Neil Farrell news was not altogether surprising. LSU was on Neil for a couple of weeks about trying to get him back into the program, and, and it worked out. Tyler, it feels a little bit more like a long shot. I, I, I would never say never because dealing in absolute, especially when you're talking about the whims of, of teenagers and young guys in their early 20s, that's, that's foolish. So who knows what may happen, but it, but it feels like Shelvin being back would be a long shot at this point. But getting Neil Farrell back is a massive boost for LSU. Okay, it is the Locked on LSU podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Ed Ogeron gushes about his defense. You'll hear that next. Wrapping up a hump day edition of the Locked on LSU podcast, your team every day, brought to you by Built Bar. However you're listening, if you would, please hit the subscribe button. We appreciate that greatly. So we've gone through Ed Ogeron's comments about COVID, Ed Ogeron talking about the comings and goings on the defensive line, but there's one more thing that Ed Ogeron said during his press availability on Tuesday that really caught my attention, and he was talking about the defense. We are so much better on defense right now than any part of the season last year. I feel what uh, Bo Pelini has come in. He's brought a new energy, a new excitement. Uh, the 4-3, Dave Aranda did a tremendous job for us, but I'm just glad that we moved to the 4-3. We're more of an attacking style of defense. Uh, we're using our personnel, and Bo has done a tremendous job for us. Brain, can you play the, just the very beginning of that again? Because there's a point I want to make. We are so much better on defense right now than any part of the season last year. Thank you. We are so much better on defense right now than at any point last year. I want to point something out to you. LSU had first-rounder in Caleb Von Chasson, first-rounder in Patrick Queen, guys that started their NFL debut in Jacob Phillips, Christian Fulton, 
Grant Delpit was certainly on target to do that until he unfortunately got injured. But again, you had a consensus All-American in the defensive backfield. You had Derek Stingley, who was an All-American as well. Rashard Lawrence, who started his debut as well for, for the Cardinals. And Ed Ogeron said, we are so much better right now than at any point last year. Let me remind you. LSU down the stretch beat Texas A&M 50 to 7 in Baton Rouge. 50 to 7. And the 7 that A&M got was kind of junky in the second half. A&M threw for 97 yards, rushed for 72, put up 169 yards of total offense in that game. Then LSU went to Atlanta for the SEC championship game and beat Georgia 37 to 10. And Georgia didn't get in the end zone until the fourth quarter. Made Jake Fromm look very pedestrian as Georgia put up a total of 286 yards. Again, a lot of garbage time yardage. Then they played Oklahoma in the college football playoff semifinal. And Jalen Hurts and the Sooners put up 28 points. But Jalen Hurts was 15 of 31 for 217 yards and a pick. It wasn't even that close. And then we all remember what LSU's defense did to Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and that high-powered Clemson offense in the national championship game, basically holding Trevor Lawrence to the worst game of his career and 18 of 37 in that ballgame, less than 50% completions. And Ed Ogeron said today that his defense right now is so much better today than they were at any point last year with a slew of first-rounders and NFL starters that throttled three consecutive top-10 teams and A&M. And they're so much better right now than at any point last year? Remains to be seen. But if you don't think Ed Ogeron was aching, aching, to move to a 4-3, let that be the cold bucket of water dumped right on top of your head. That defense at the end of the year last year was incredible. Oozing talent. It would, and one more time, Brain, what did Ed Ogeron say again today? We are so much better on defense right now than any part of the season last year. So much better on defense right now than at any point of the season last year. If that's true, remains to be seen if it is. But if that's true, this could be one of the best LSU defenses ever. Because that defense at the end of the year last year was dominant. With NFL starters running all over the field. Let's see what they got. Okay, that's going to do it for us here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked on LSU podcast brought to you by Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On and save $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate us, leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate that greatly. Until next time, it is Locked on LSU, your team every day.